what's going on? Greetings and good day and welcome to the latest and last before spring training, I guess. Uh, yeah. I keep saying the last before. Yeah. Uh, edition of Birds All Day, where we talk about your uh, Toronto Blue Jays. My name is Drew Fairservice and uh, joining me, as always. Old Reliable. Old Reliable, Mr. Andrew Stoughton. Stoughton, how are you? I'm doing all right. Um, I think we're going to do one more of these before pitchers and catchers actually report. Really? Yeah. Man, they just keep moving the dates back. I don't even know. Well, and the worst is you get all excited about that and about the first game and you're like, oh, right, yeah, six weeks of this fucking bullshit in Florida. Guys in shorts and hoodies playing yeah. catch. Uh, it's something to write about, I guess. The, I think <laughs> there have been things all week which I haven't written about. but But that's whatever. why we're here, to talk about them. Uh, this is, of course, Birds All Day, where we do talk about your Toronto Blue Jays. And if you like to listen to us talk about the Toronto Blue Jays, you can head over to iTunes and you can subscribe to this pot, this podcast. And then you can join some of the other very, very kind people who have said nice things about us when you uh, offer a rating and a review. And uh, for everyone who's done that, we are uh, forever, forever in your debt. We, we keep meaning to get uh, Paul F. Tompkins on the show. That's right. Yeah. It hasn't panned out quite yet. Next week. He canceled this week again. He's got a lot of podcasts and things on the go. Uh, the other thing you can do, of course, is support us on Patreon. That's uh, something that we have opened up to our friends and listeners. And if they want to kick a few bucks a month our way, uh, we are very appreciative and very thankful. So you can head over to patreon.com slash birds all day and do so if you feel compelled. If you don't, don't sweat it. Uh, still enjoy our delicious and very much off the top of our heads and off the cuff banter, where we, you know, lay it all out there and speak about the Blue Jays in uh, no, without I don't know, no filter, no discretion. I don't know. We've been we've been doing this all goddamn winter with like nothing going on. So if that doesn't say commitment to you, we are very committed, and we again we are very appreciative. I was going to say the best part about spring training starting, especially if you're a Blue Jays fan, spring training starts. That means really it means you're one day closer to spring training being over, and hopefully everyone being alive. Because well, that, are you expecting a riot in Montreal between Jays and uh, Red Sox? Fans? No, I'm expecting the Blue Jays, half of them, to fall down dead on that goddamn pit of despair at the Bobby Maddox Center in Dunedin. I did have a terrible thought the other day, which was like, oh yeah, you know, Marcus Stroman still hasn't blown out his arm yet. <laughs> like, are you some you know, kind of sick animal? <laughs> you know, he, he had that he had that knee thing last year, but uh, yeah. Well, it, and and uh, and then I had to sort of try to block out that thought, just compartmentalize it and put it away. Uh, I don't know if you read that Bob Nightingale thing this week. Oh yeah, that, where yeah, he yeah. he did a uh, an, a puff piece extraordinaire on Marcus Stroman, multi multimedia dynamo. That's right, a uh, human brand, human content marketing uh, guru, and and. And deliberately so. Yeah, but like no false pretenses yeah. at all. Like I'm, I'm trying to diversify. You know, LeBron. LeBron is like put the next kind of playbook forward. I don't think Marcus Stroman is as good as LeBron James. Um, where, you know, am, am I am I speaking out of turn here? I, don't, I think I yeah, I think you're okay saying that that's a true fact. Yes. I just let's just wait for him to not be Ricky Romero first. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I know. How do you sleep? Not well. Anyway, the the, the point is, in that piece, uh, Nightingale spoke with 
he spoke with um, what's his name, Alex Anthopoulos. Oh yeah, that's right. And Anthopoulos described the oh, day yeah, that he got hurt. <laughs> that's right. And he just went and drove around by the lake. Yeah, kind of drove and stared longingly at the water. <laughs> which uh, you I want to know the soundtrack that be- was playing in his uh, yeah in his uh, his Chevy or whatever whatever the hell little car Alex drives. If I had to guess, I think it would be. Uh, uh, hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> that would probably be my my uh, my feeling. Yeah. What's the sounds of silence? Just yeah. Just just, st- just you know, the the ocean air coming through the wind <laughs> the windows, and Alex just staring at that shoreline as he drives along some horrifying Florida highway. I think he <laughs> might have been here. Oh, really? oh no, maybe he not. Was here? I, w- I thought he would have been down there. Oh yeah, I guess he would have been down yeah. there because it was pretty true. I was, I know, I was dropping my kids and wife off at the airport. <laughs> they were going to Florida, ironically <laughs> enough. Uh, I guess that's more coincidentally enough, not ironically. Yeah. But they were going to Florida, and I got in the car, and I was all like excited, like, "Woo, yeah, my kids and <laughs> wife are gone. This is gonna be so fucking awesome." And then I started to drive, and they were. It, it might have been the fan. I think it might have been Tim and Sid actually, and they were crestfallen <laughs> on yeah. the radio, like. Uh, Alex Anthopoulos announcing Mark Stroman out for the year. I was like, oh my god. I was it's so sad. I was very fortunate. Speaking of not sleeping well, I totally slept through the whole day. The I whole slept day. through the whole, like, like, four of the six, you know, emotions that you go through in the <laughs> process. I woke up and people are, like, already into, like, they're, like, beyond bargaining. They're into acceptance. I'm like, whoa, wait, what the fuck happened here? Oh, that's, oh, right, right. Moving on to today's show, of course, I don't know what we're going to talk about. We'll talk about the Josh Donaldson extension, which apparently, I don't remember, but I think we may have nailed last week, or at least kind of drawn a rough book, or a... Well, I remember we talked sketched about... Sketched it out. Yeah, we talked about how it wouldn't have made sense to go real long term, but maybe going short term would have been a good idea. And they did that. Yeah. And it's fine. Yeah. It's not a... Nobody's... There was a real rush to be like, oh my god, I mean, which is inevitable. But anyway, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about um, prospect stuff. We'll talk about totally bullshit fabricated rumors that uh, <laughs> that ended up in your inbox. And we'll talk a little bit, not much, because we are not accountants and no one wants to listen to, to non-accountants uh, talk about accounting. We'll talk about that Dave Schultz, Dave the Hammer Schultz. The Hammer, yeah. Dave the Hammer Schultz talking about um, the ownership situation and what it means for the Blue Jays payroll. Uh, and, I don't know, whatever. We'll just talk a bunch of bullshit. As we are almost always yeah, do. Yeah, that's a guarantee. You never know. But, uh, all that. All that. And so much more. On this edition of Birds All Day. start with the thing that we are probably or shouldn't but will end up spending more time talking about than is probably beneficial for us or the listening audience and that's this Dave Schultz story about the I thought you were going to say the Jay Bruce rumor no we'll, the, we'll shit on that which is mostly just going to be shitting on Jay Bruce but the or, yeah the J, Dave Schultz wrote a story which is headlined but the headline not written by Dave Schultz I assure you uh, no love for Blue Jays and Rogers sports spending question mark blame an accounting rule which is 
The Blue Jays are owned by the by Rogers. They yeah, own more than fifty one percent. They're wholly owned yeah. by Rogers, which means that any Blue Jays losses that they post, paper losses that they might be, are going to impact the greater share price of Rogers. Yeah, it goes into the bottom line. Any expenses have to be public and like all and all in their you know corporate statements. Whereas uh, the 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 MLSE brand, which is co-owned by mm-hmm. Bell and Rogers, uh, they're like equal thirty seven and a half percent, and then Larry mm-hmm. Tannenbaum owns the rest. Uh, because they're below fifty one percent for both companies, they can just sort of be factored into like other income. Uh, and so when they ma- when they spend money, mm-hmm. when they you know, if they, I think if they lose money, that goes into the bottom line too. But uh, like I think that still goes into the picture. But they don't have to account as as uh, precisely in those kind of shareholder statements for the the expenses and the the, uh, the revenues of team of of what goes under that brand yeah. because they don't own that. Uh, it has to do with that uh, that acronym. E, 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 e followed by several letters. E B I T D A. Yeah, I, I could have named. I could have named the letters, but I wouldn't have got them in the right order. Earnings before interest, taxes, depreciation, and amortization. <laughs> and you're reading that off a of screen because we're obviously experts in this and highly professional people who do who open tabs before we begin our show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the, the the bottom line is this: that the Blue Jays offer a. Maybe not the bottom line. The way that I think about it, and the way that we have to sort like it's easy to bellyache and to say that. Well, what about this? And what about the value? You know, what about what it does for Roger Sportsnet? And what about what it does for this? And and I think about it this way: the Blue Jays offer tremendous value to Rogers as a whole. There's a value that they offer that isn't necessarily equated in their paper on paper loss. You know, wins and losses or P and Ls. Right, profits and losses. Yeah, which is to say, they have to be mindful of those P and Ls because, again, that's something that is right there in black and white and can impact the share, which shareholders don't like. Yeah, but the bigger picture is a, is a good one. They the entire brand benefits from having the Blue Jays, and if they could jack the payroll up, they would. But they are restricted in this way because they are the whole owner. But again, and to me, another thing to me, my mind, which I don't know is tr- that necessarily accurate. But the incredible amount of equity that they gain on owning a sports franchise, which only go up, they go up and up and up and up through yeah. the roof, and they've gained so much money. So the equity on the on the franchise may or may not be factored into that. But again, the Ro- Rogers as a whole is very has a, takes a lot of value out of the Blue Jays. But those P and Ls are important, and it's as such the Jays can't just do whatever they want to do. With yeah, the payroll. I mean, some of it is sort of. It, it's awful. It's, it, it's not easy to see. It, it's hard to make the parallel. I think sometimes too. I mean, because I, I think what it comes down, people are, are looking at, uh, you know, in the, in the Schultz piece, he talks about the contrast between that situation for Rogers versus MLSE. Because you know, fans are all you know. We all know, uh, not to get too leafy here, but they, they, you know, the Leafs spend a bunch of money on Mike Babcock. Leafs, you know, eat a bunch of money on Dave Clarkson's contract or, or mm-hmm. Nathan Horton or whatever happened there, mm-hmm. uh, and. And it's like these are the these seem like the kind of financial decisions that the Leafs can make that the Jays can't. Uh, though I would suspect that a big part of that is that you know the Leafs are in a capped system and are like the wealthiest team in that capped system. So it's not quite as simple as saying 
the Jays are screwed because they're only under Rodgers, and and it has to do with just this way mm-hmm. of reporting, uh, because you know they could be. I don't know. It, it, it's not necessarily just a magic accounting trick. And, and, and I think it, it, that is also an important parallel job because it's a cap system. So there is, remember the word, the big word during the, the I don't know if it was the, this lockout or the last one, which was the cost certainty. Yeah. yeah. Right? The Leafs know that the, the payroll is only going to be X. And if they add a few, you know, Nathan Hortons or whatever on there, that's not the end of the world. And it's also right. their hockey contracts, right? So they're fucking nothing <laughs> compared to too. baseball. Yeah, that's true. Or like, Remember, last season, Sidney Crosby and Josh Johnson made the same amount of money. Yeah. Sidney Crosby being the best hockey player in the world, debatably. Uh, not debatably. He used to be, yeah. Uh, I, think he, uh, has, I think he has a point in like every game in the new year. I, I think he's still up there. And he's finished. <laughs> anyway, and Josh Johnson didn't, pit, didn't pitch. Yeah. I don't know, maybe that was the year before. But anyway, there's so much more money in baseball that there are It's You can't say like, oh, you know, you sign a... If they had signed Prince Fielder those few years ago, it's like yeah, you can write those off. It's like that's twenty million dollars a year yeah. that you're just like, oh well, the back end of the contract, shrug. Like Nathan Horton makes four, <laughs> yeah. Prince it, Fielder makes twenty. It's a little bit, yeah. It's, it's a, a little, little bit different. different. It's a little different. But it's a, it's an interesting it's an interesting thought, and it's an in, I think it's an important document that he you know it seemed it didn't seem particularly newsy to me, but I think it's an a good thing that he wrote this mm. in that it's something we can refer to anytime we get too weird about what Rogers does with mm. the money and the Jays and why, you know, you kind of beat your head against the wall saying, why, you know, why can't they do mm. more? They should be able to do more. And I think a lot of it does come down to how they have to report these things and how, uh, it has to fit within, uh, their, their, well, they're obviously they're concerned about the bottom line and the shareholders and the stock price and all that. Mm-hmm. And that is a factor, uh, and less so for the teams that are under the MLSC banner. It's yet, sorry, no, no, yet I would say, you know, I wrote a piece, you know, what was, hey, why can't MLSC mm-hmm. just why, why, like, why not put the Jays under that brand? It's mm-hmm. like, well, yeah, you're kind of giving away a lot of value to, well, yeah, uh, uh, to your competitor Bell if you do that. And right? also, you, you, that the equity factor I think is huge. Not to mention, yeah, as absolutely. I said before, the the value of exclusively having those those broadcasts on Rogers Sportsnet all fall long, just yeah. like it that tide that high tide race. All the boats. Well, that all the shows they, are killing it for the for the first time ever. This is somebody responded to me on Twitter about this. The first time pointing out or reminding me for mm-hmm. the first time ever, Sportsnet beat TSN this summer, driven very much by Toronto Blue Jays baseball. Absolutely, one hundred percent. First time they really pushed past them uh, in terms of the ratings, and you know it would take a it would take a high price for them to give a thing like that up. And the equity, I mean, like it. What was it? Fifteen years ago? I know fifteen years is a long time, but I mean they paid one hundred and fifty million dollars or something like that for this team and the stadium. Yeah, and it's it's worth considerably more. Considerably, considerably, and it going up in a way that's like wait a fucking minute. Yeah, like, this what nothing works like that. Yeah, like not, what, what? It's like sports franchises and goddamn houses in Vancouver. Like nothing else, you know, shows that kind of growth year over year. But but I think that. This is in it every so often, not often, but every so often. It is important to have this kind of a reality check that is, and to, I don't know if you want to give Schultz credit, but like it's something that's delivered in a way that guys like you and I can sort of yeah. understand it. Yeah, yeah. That you don't have to be, a, you know, if you guys, if, if, you, if you don't, if you follow the ACK uh, on Twitter. Uh, ACK's a great Jays fan, used to write for Dow Steve, also a big uh, Winnipeg Jets fan. And he's also uh, an accountant. 
who is a smart guy, and he had some very clear and wise thoughts about this yesterday. Um, but uh, we're not him, so these things are not necessarily in our wheelhouse most of the time. But if you're going to play GM and you're going to do this sort of whining about the payroll, these are the things you have to factor in. And it's it's not fun, but it's almost like a bit of medicine. you got to be like, fuck, yes, I understand every so often. I wish they would spend money, fly, fly forever, all that kind of stuff. But at the same time, it's like it's a publicly traded company, and these are the realities that face them. And you can't expect them to treat it like a toy because oh. there it's are, not what they bought it for. They're, they're, as a publicly traded company, they're often they're they're using literally other people's money to pay these bills, right? So, anyway, and it's not. And as you said, it's not what they bought it for. They didn't buy it to be a toy. No. They're not Mike Illich. Well, and, you know? and, and, if anyone's got to and the weird, Burns, the weird thing is, Burns is sick or dying <laughs> or something. <laughs> but the weird thing is, and people people bristle as much at that idea too, right? Like, oh, well, it's just gonna, oh Edward Rogers is just going to run it like, like his own little personal vanity project. It's like, I, that, well, those are your fucking options at this point. Mm-hmm. A moron running around. <laughs> Trying to do like some kind of inception thing, like I gotta break up my father's company, or I'm, a bunch I'm of sure, pencil pushers. I'm sure he's a very intelligent person. He's got a very expensive brain. There's no doubt about that. Anyway, speaking of expensive, Josh Donaldson is cheap. No, Josh Donaldson signed a two-year extension worth twenty-nine point yeah. eight five million dollars. Point eight five, right. whatever. Right. Twenty-nine million bucks for two years of Josh Donaldson, which everyone, uh, Blue Jays fans, and and and. Maybe you could classify them as generalists or uh, talking head, hair and teeth guys. We're rejoicing. They're like, that's a great deal for Josh Johnson. It's like, well, it's... That's exactly what he was going to get yeah. anyway. Yeah. Exactly. They, yeah. he, he, he has a, it's great for him because he signed a two-year deal and he only need, was only going to sign one. He's going to get 11 and a half basically this year and then what, like 18 next yeah, year? Yeah, which is pretty damn close to what he was going to get anyway. If he has another MVP season, he may have cost himself a couple million bucks. Yeah, but he did so but if he in do- order to insulate himself against the possibility of getting hurt or yeah. being bad or whatever. If, if yeah. he gets, if he, you know, dies a Bobby Maddock death this spring and has to spend a bunch of time on the shelf, he still gets $6 million raise. Yeah, six and a bit which he wouldn't have got in arbitration, but... Uh, wouldn't have necessarily. He would have yeah. gotten close and... He would, yeah, I think he would have. Been, yeah, he would have. He would have. He, he would have done fine. And I, I made the reference to uh, something that I think Dave Cameron wrote at the time that Mike Trout signed his big contract, which is like, and I think it's true of Donaldson in a lot of ways too. Not maybe not obviously not to the degree of Trout, but it's like the the case he's already built that if he didn't play at all, like next year, <laughs> right. he's still gonna get like big, big, big arb rewards. Yeah, like that's that. And again, this is this was. This reason, the fact that they're paying $29 million for two years of Josh Donaldson with another $25 million a year up ahead. So you're looking at, he's going to cost them $55 million probably, or $56 million for these three years. So, plus last year's what, 62 Yeah, yeah. That's why they have him. Like, Oakland couldn't afford that. Period. End of story. Yeah, for sure. They'll, uh, as, we just, as we mentioned last week, they are trash, and their highest paid player is Billy Butler, who fucking sucks. <laughs> because of this. Yeah. And uh, yeah. so it's not like the Jays are getting a great deal. The Jays are paying what they can. And- also, this goes back to uh, whenever any team, you know, especially the small market teams, are criticized for manipulating guys' uh, service time so they don't hit Super 2. Yeah. This is why you don't want them to hit Super 2. It's true. Absolutely. 
because it costs you literally millions of dollars down the road. And if you are the A's or the Rays or the Cleveland, yeah, Cleveland for sure. If you, if you don't shove a if you don't shove a contract in front of these guys' noses when they're you know with a year and a year and a half of service time when they're Jan Gomes before yeah or when he was good or you give them like the Yelich contract or the Starling Marte contract yeah. and you just you you insure against a breakout or but you're also could potentially be paying for you know Christian Yelich who I really like but it's like if he just is a singles hitter who's like plays left field that's not that great you just gave him twenty nine million bucks. It's a risk. It's a risk you take, and it's a worthy risk on the team's behalf. It's a worthy risk on the players' behalf because if they suck, they get paid. Yeah, and it, it, sure yeah. they might leave money on the table if they're like you know Salvi Perez or whoever. Some of these guys that sign these super team friendly deals, but yeah, it's always nice to have money in your pocket, and not having to fucking sweat. Which Josh Donaldson no longer has to sweat. He is sweating right now because he's playing golf. Right. He is but playing so. in the Pebble Beach Pro Am with Jason Duffner, which is uh, cool. I think they played pretty well. Relative to the field, they didn't play the uh, any of the hard courses yet, though. Was this a fucking golf podcast? I wish. Oh my god! <laughs> I bet you do. I'll replace you with Born. Me and him <laughs> talking golf all day long. I think. I think Born is. Uh, I don't know if you saw. He's wrapped up now. No, no. Did you? I don't know if you saw this. Justin Bourne, our dear friend, who uh, works for the the Marlies now, yeah. as a as a video coach and uh, living his dream. Uh, great guy. Nothing. No better person could such a. Uh, awesome opportunity to come before except that he loves golf more than anybody and he tweeted out a uh, he has a special account of, not of a secret but he has like a golf account that he tweets I think he out was of. just like oh my god all my hockey people are gonna hate this golf account. he's like he we talked about, about golf, golf so a lot I better like make a born golf account yeah. so he has a born golf account account that so he doesn't really tweet very much at all but he, he went over the old golf, born golf account tweeted out the master schedule which is like, uh, the, I think it starts April 5th or 6th, right around like whatever opening weekend, opening day. And then he tweeted out the Marley schedule that same weekend. And it's like, get, literally, get, they have games three days in a row on the road during the Masters. Oh. He's not having it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, anyway. We're back, not... to, back to Donaldson. Yeah. The other thing is... And, <laughs> Why? Uh, well, oh, yeah. Uh, but no, the other thing is, and, and I like... I, I roll my eyes at the whole idea, but like, I, I, he seems happy about it. You know, there were the tweets about congratulations from his teammates about yeah, getting yeah. it locked up. Uh, you know, and that when Rosenthal first sort of wrote about, you just don't do that with the MVP. You kind of wondered where that stuff was maybe coming from, and mm-hmm. if somebody uh, wasn't too thrilled about the idea of going to arbitration again. And they, you know, they were so far apart last year that people were like, okay, you understand why the team went to arbitration with them there. Mm-hmm. This year, uh, it was such a small amount. The th- the thinking went uh, that it was ridiculous for them to go to arbitration with him. Over that, I felt differently. I didn't, you know, it's, it was such a, it was such a small, it wasn't like, I, we talked about this last week or maybe the week before, you know, it was just such a small amount that mm-hmm. it's not like they're saying he sucks. They're just hammering out the details or using mm-hmm. this arbitrator to find that, but I don't know. It, 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 he does seem like he's genuinely happy, which is not a bad thing to make sure you're. I think that it's different now. They don't have the same like bitter animosity as they may have had back in the yeah, day. Yeah, because they've reverse engineered the formula, and they're like, "All right, this is the precedent. This is this. This is this." And There's no secret. Here's our right? case. Yeah, and it's again, not. It's not like we think this guy's not going to be as good because he's because he's running around on his wife and all you know, yeah, or, yeah, you yeah. know, all the whatever bullshit they would get into. 
but and you know what I think, uh, and we joke about this a lot, and and it's the fact of life with ball players like they they party and they drink and they do whatever, but it's not like it used to be, and you see it if you read something we're going to talk about probably a little bit later on. Uh, well, you, all you have to do is if you if you follow any of these guys on social media, they've been in Florida for weeks. Yeah, yeah. Like it's not roll into into Florida in February, sweat off the you know your winter of doing nothing like. These guys are at it all year long. A lot of it unpaid. It's it, it's as we were just speaking of Bourne. It just reminds me of like of like some of his stories talking to hockey guys who are just like, oh, these fucking kids today. They come in with their with their like, you know, with their fucking energy drinks and their and their proper diet and they're you know they're a well oiled machine all year round. Mm-hmm. And it's just like it's. Uh, yeah, it's not like it used to be at no, all. No, it's not like it used to be at all. I, uh, Chris Liakos, a guy, a buddy of mine who wrote, he was one of the guys on Walk Off Walk. He wrote a thing about, he talked to a bunch of ball players. this was years ago even, about how spring training has changed. Because it used to be they were just pissed all the time. But now yeah, these, yeah. these guys, these fucking millennials, god damn it. No, they're... <laughs> they're soft. Let's no, they're you. different. They're, they're driven. <laughs> There's so much money in the game. That you, if you think you can fuck around no, and I've heard still the mu- get I've heard that the music money? they listen to, they're soft. <laughs> Look, Fucking they're, millennials. they're all there in January. Yeah, it's crazy. A lot of these guys, the ball players, they'll start working out again, swinging and, and throwing December 1st. Right? After destroying their bodies for months, they give themselves the month of November. Most of them get the month of October off. They're right back at it. It's a different game. It's a different. It's a different life. So there isn't that same like, oh yeah, this guy's a piss tank on the weekends, and this guy does this. It's like, oh yeah, this guy. This guy hasn't eaten gluten in uh, <laughs> in, in four yeah. years. A little bit. Yeah. This this guy yeah. spends fifty thousand dollars a year on a chef. And yet, I, this is all. This is all true. Yet, I'm sure they. I'm very confident they find time to, uh, oh, no. to have a good time once they get there. Once you're there. <laughs> You have yourself a good time. What? <laughs> you, go, you, you want to hit the undie? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like those players for Calgary who got, uh, who were held out of the game against the Leafs because they were, for disciplinary reasons. You know, Monaghan and Goudreau against uh, the Leafs this week. They, he they, said they were both hungover. those guys? They were hungover. At practice. Yeah, so they kept them out of the game. No, he was mad, wasn't he? The coach like stormed off the ice during practice, wasn't that? Yeah, the whole thing? what? I don't know. I don't follow. All I know is they were hungover. Obviously, they were hungover. They're goddamn. Appar- apparently, players. the Browns were covering for Johnny Football, Johnny yeah. Manziel, who's a piece of shit. Yeah, being drunk at practice, not hungover, drunk. That's problem. Poor you Johnny. Know, People are like, oh, Johnny Football's got to get help. Well, he's also a piece of shit. Not to defend him, not at all. Except sometimes there's a fine line between hungover and still drunk. If you are a professional, you're a football player. They play 16 games a year. Yeah. You got all summer and spring and winter to do that. Get your shit together. And when you're getting your shit together, keep your fucking idiot mutant hands off your goddamn partner. You piece of shit. Johnny Football, fuck you. He's a piece of shit. Prospect yeah, list. Genuine problem. Yeah. He has a problem. Does a problem. Doesn't make it okay to fuck do any of that other no, bad shit. It does not. Prospect lists. Uh, Anthony Alford is Jay's best prospect. Yeah. Uh, then someone's going to write a book about Anthony Alford's story because it is something else. I did. I, admittedly, 
I've been I've been real lazy all winter, <laughs> but <laughs> but but no, I had I I put I put this when I wrote about it today. Like I had not heard until I read Keith Law's uh, uh, entry in his top one hundred list about Al- Alfred. That also in addition to all the other things that have happened to Alfred, you know, there was the gun charge that uh, that happened when he was at uh, at Southern Miss mm-hmm. before he transferred, and there's the whole the whole big thing. He said his, both his parents were arrested for selling oxycodone. I was like, oh, hadn't heard that one. It's uh, I, And it just adds another dimension to how incredible it is that this guy, you know, what a, what an insane, you know. I, I think Log did a really good job of, like, framing that entire little blurb in that way. Yeah, like, yeah. It is a testament to his to, like, ability. What an incredible hard athlete work. and what a great, yeah. you know, like, what a, a mind for the game he has that he could come in. Through all that, through and all that, then just having only awesome. And he made a point about Mississippi baseball that I never would have considered, right? Yeah. Which is that it's dog shit. <laughs> yeah, right. It's not. A, it's not unlike the thing. <laughs> unlike, unlike everything else in Mississippi. <laughs> <laughs> the South will rise again, my friend. Don't you even worry let's, about it. Let's hope not. But I wonder if the Mississippi baseball thing is kind of like the you know like the thing with with trout. Right, Mike Trout. Nobody right. wanted to look at him because he played in cold weather. He faced, I agree. He faced, I agree. Anthony Alford is very similar to Mike Trout. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you, you can't. You, you can't do that. You see, Mike uh, Mike Trout is white, and oh, Anthony Alford is right. not. So you can't. You're not allowed to make That's that right. call. That's right. But uh, I really like the way he talked about his ability to use the whole field and be a kind of you know high OBP speed guy who plays a hell of a lot of defense and. All about it. Let's see how he does this year. Really excited to see him the full season. That is he starting with Double A. Yeah, I think he's coming to big league camp. Yeah, which is a thing. I think I forget it was BP or Fangraphs had a, a list of you know non roster invitees to watch. He was on that as well because uh, it actually it'll be really interesting to see him uh, when he gets some at bats uh, against more advanced pitching. I mean, who knows what. Just because of how dog shit spring training games are, but there may there may be a few opportunities for him to face like legit pitchers of, of the caliber that you when they're use. driving to fucking Cape Canaveral or whatever to face the Nationals <laughs> yeah. and, and like all those shitty bus rides. Like, hey Anthony, guess where you're starting center field today, bud? With and I'm I mean yeah, I, you can't take anything from spring training. Ask Miguel Castro, but uh, uh, yeah. It, it will be very interesting, I think, to see uh, how he how he handles that because fuck, he just last year he just passed every fucking test, every test. Like mm-hmm. it's it's crazy because I mean the whole idea was like he was going to be a project. Like not only would it be a while before he gave up football, it would be like well then once he gets here. He's going to be so far behind guys of his age, mm-hmm. he's in, just in terms of reps, that it would, it would take him a while to get to the point where he's, you know, on, on sort of, uh, on a level where you could consider him a baseball prospect and not worry about what happened before. And it just, like, instantly, he's just, like, walking, like, walking every like single spitting, day. and <laughs> Spitting on tough pitches on the inside half yeah, and, like, like, handling spinning stuff on the outside half, like... Again, the uh, the caliber of competition that he would never have seen playing high school baseball in Mississippi, where high school, all the so many of the, the best athletes are obviously going to stream towards football, uh, <laughs> himself included. Yeah, yeah, himself included. Yeah, let there be no doubt. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, it is what it is. It's low minor stuff, but uh, 
Triple A is not low minors, right? Like true. And if you well, that's true. And 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 if you just if you're looking for something to, uh, it's better than him not being good. Him being fucking great is uh, is good. <laughs> Doesn't mean he's going to keep being great at every level. We all know this. It's a good problem to have. Yeah. Uh, It it will be interesting to see as he progresses if he does get to Triple A, for example. Where, uh, you know... Road trip to Buffalo there. Fucking game one for Alfred. Let's go. They got got Mike Trout in the outfield when when that happens. (laughs) How often are you going to see that? Coca-Cola field. There's probably a lot more similarities than like anyone would care to admit, <laughs> other than the other obvious than, one. Yeah, other than the obvious uh, one. Other than like the, is the greatest talent of the last like 40 years. Yeah, One guy is like Mickey Mantle. Uh, <laughs> another guy is pretty good at double A. Yeah. <laughs> Slugged like three ninety nine at double A. The other guy, <laughs> Joe DiMaggio. Uh, other guy was like, you know, just like. What? What? How many? What is? What is Mike Trout's WAR at this point? How, like how career. many? See, so like forty at age twenty-four or something like that. Like where? I, well, he was he was nine last year, and I think eight the year before, and then ten and ten the two years before that. So, yeah, he's twenty-four. He's I think he's fifth on the Angels' all-time WAR list. The Angels have been around since like nineteen sixty-two. So when he when he hits his peak in in three years, four years, when he becomes a real out, power hitter yeah. instead of what he is now. Yeah. Uh, what's the next thing we're going to, there's not much else to talk about. Connor Green kind of snuck onto the BP list. Oh, Connor Green doesn't sneak anywhere. He's got a pack of ladies following him. <laughs> <laughs> it's like fucking hard day's night. Come on. Uh, are, like, are you, this, this is part of the, the inflating of Connor yeah, Green. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Him? Oh yeah. You can market him. <laughs> so no, there's no, there's no room on on this team for two, you know, brands like him and Strowman can't can't go clash. Better, yeah, better, better flip him for somebody. Uh, yeah, no, he snuck onto those lists. Well, and he, you know, he's like a was a projectable seventh rounder or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, things are coming together well for him, it, which is good for the Jays because holy shit, they traded everybody else. They sure did. They traded. A whole lot of people. I actually, I forgot to write about this, though. In the law thing, Jeff Hoffman, I think, was number 90. And he was talking about, you know, his number three starter upside. And not as high on Hoffman as uh, as others. There was, Oh, it was Jeff, Stephen Matz that, uh, in that same write-up, Keith Law talked about how he's like, yeah, he's got number two stuff, but he's always hurt. And I think it's important to, to, to include that in the calculus when you're doing these kind of prospect things, where... Health is a skill, and and it's the guy, the guys, what is one. It? yeah, what is it like the the guys who have been the guys who are more likely to get hurt are the ones who've been hurt before. Yeah, I mean, not I, and I when I my first thought of when I when I say that is I think back to like AJ Burnett who is a freak because AJ Burnett was hurt all the time until he just wasn't. Yeah. And he's like, no, 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 I'm not hurt anymore ever. I'm like always healthy, and I have like a rubber arm that is amazing. And I throw 94. That was the until I was like 38 <laughs> years old. That was the comp that BP put on uh, Aaron Sanchez. Like, keep him in the rotation. I think even at worst, you know, he could be like an AJ. Well, maybe not at worst. Obviously not at worst, but can be an AJ Burnett kind of guy. Doesn't need to have a lot of pitches. He might have that kind of stuff with just whatever repertoire he has. Just up there fucking around like AJ Burnett used to. 
Just being a grab ass, like throw, like watch this, <laughs> motherfucker! I'm gonna throw this right past you. <laughs> yeah. Love him, love AJ Burnett, love him so much. He was so much fun to watch. He really was. That oh man, oh the Halliday game, the when he came back and faced Halliday, yeah, when I, he was like a villain and just fucking wore that too. Like, yeah. Just, oh, bring it up. No, but even 2008, he was so good and he started so much. That was well, he, he was determined yeah. to prove just that. He's like, no, no, I'm healthy all the time. I'll start on short rest. I'll start the last game before the All-Star break. I'll start the first game out of the All-Star break. I don't give a shit. Give me $80 million then, and uh, and I'm laughing. And he did, and it was great. And he had a fucking great career, and he never he won the World Series twice, which is just crazy to think about. It is actually crazy to think about. Yeah, holy fuck. Um, you know what we're going to do now? We're going to take a break. We're going to come back and talk a little bit about transactions. One that actually happened <laughs> one that's not and one happen. that will never fucking happen in a million years <laughs> on this edition of birds all day talked about the other stuff now we'll talk a little bit about transactions one of the things we talked a little bit about last week Gavin Floyd Gavin Floyd got a big league deal yeah it's fucked up from the Toronto Blue Jays he touched 95 once in a big league game last year do you remember what team you played for last year by chance that is just that is just the weakest hack shit like come on come on do better you talking to me? No, to every idiot in my fucking Twitter feed who's just like still making. Do you know his, his agent's last name by chance? <laughs> it's easy to want to hate on people, but I hey. I can't defend this Gavin Floyd thing. Maybe. Why would like what in what world do you have to give Gavin Floyd a major league deal? That's what I don't like. The competition was so tough for this like garbage starter turn reliever here in fucking February, as I've been reminded. Uh, <laughs> uh, like that, you had to give him a big league deal in order to get him. Like you hey. couldn't, you couldn't have just given him a minor league deal. Like, or he would have walked. He would have gone somewhere else. Maybe, maybe this is like Scott Casmer that the Blue Jays are sitting on right now. Maybe this is Scott Casmer working as a PA in some studio in Southern California. Who like wanders onto the Sugarland Skeeters and is like, oh yeah, by the way, I'm still nine, I still throw ninety five from the left side. 
Uh, even, though, even though that's not true about Gavin Floyd, well, that still doesn't explain why you had to give him a major league. But deal maybe like. we'll be we'll be looking back at our own cynicism. Hey, that's why the front office guys get paid the big bucks. They totally get so little money for throwing a million bucks at one of their cronies from Cleveland. Well, those guys get money. Most of the front office staff, I think, it's garbage. That's the that's the business model, right? Yeah. So many people would take would take this job in the analytics department that we could pay you thirty five thousand dollars. You could make will. literally triple, like not not even that, but you could. They'll probably pay you a real wage, like a real human wage. Yeah. But you could make triple with your crazy quant skills. <laughs> yeah. But uh, hey, baseball! You want to suck some dingers? Yeah. And then uh, I don't know. We'll see. God only knows. It's I, been know, so long since Gavin Floyd was a viable big league pitcher. I didn't watch him. He is the Joe Blanton of 2016. That's not true. (laughs) I still don't know why he got a big league deal. That one I I don't. Because they changed the rules, and now there's more than 25 roster spots available. Roster spots for everybody. That would okay. Well, then that would make sense. But yeah, no, it's fucking ridiculous. But uh, I would be totally fine with signing Gavin Floyd to a nothing deal and seeing what you got. By the way, this is not related to this. You know that Dylan Bundy is out of options. <laughs> How hey, fucked up is that? Could be worse, everybody. We could have Dan Duquette as our president. Dylan Bundy made the big leagues at nineteen, and now he's out of options and maybe a reliever. Oh, what happened to Travis Snyder? What's his deal this year? Kansas City. Whew. A fate worse than death. <laughs> When I, yeah, no. Well, if it, I can't even. I can't even with the Travis. You know, the Adam Lynn plays they, they the Mariners. If they misjudge his value, and they 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 might just rework his deal and term and make it more favorable to him for absolutely no reason. Isn't that what Kansas City does? Yeah, they're they're, they're just they can't they can't get Salvi Perez's name on a new contract soon enough. A new contract, yeah. Because you know, guys, catchers that play 150 games a year, you just and get worse at the plate every year, but are so cool. Yeah, um, oh, he's he's amazing, yeah. Okay, one other thing that we want to talk oh, about kids. real quick. Oh, God, they make me want to die. Did, um, did they win the World Series? Nope. Not a thing that happened. Speaking of not a thing <laughs> that happened. Has anyone won the World Series since 1993? I don't, I'm not sure. Yes, the Giants. They won three times. Uh, which is so I, I saw the BP has noted uh, San Francisco Giants... Fan, Dustin Parks uh, wrote the Blue Jays essay for their annual. And year. with the little, I have a little bit of insight in, insight to that. They did that, and, and you know, to his benefit, it was incredibly late when he submitted. That. <laughs> <laughs> um, it takes it takes a while to reacquaint yourself <laughs> with the team you stopped following five years ago. Jason yeah. Fraser, huh? Who fucking knew? Uh, speaking of guys named Jay, you had a horseshit rumor that someone sent you. Hey. We're going to look like assholes if we keep calling it horseshit this, all this time. And then by tomorrow afternoon, or tomorrow evening, they're going to wait till, uh, till, till uh, Friday. The Friday afternoon is yeah, done. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. Well, I think it's, it's after, after the evening, like Gideon Turks always complains that Blue Jays transactions happen on Friday nights all the time. And there is, like, there's been a ton of them that actually have happened. I don't know why that's the... I think it's pretty thing. obvious why. Hmm? Friday night news dump? No, oh, they're anti-Semites. Oh, yeah. Huh. Never heard that about Paul Beeston before. <laughs> anyway. No, I, no, I literally haven't. Jay Bruce, sounds sarcastic. The Jay Bruce... So you... What's the story that you heard? 
there's no story. Literally, a guy was like, I have just emails me like through the contact me link on my website, and this says, uh, uh, have it on good authority. They just got to dot the I's and cross the T's. Jays are going to trade for uh, Jay Bruce. Said maybe like, and then he said, he said like something like Michael Saunders and Cash or something. Uh, and, and that part, that part didn't seem quite so concrete <laughs> as the fact that he said that for sure the Jays are, are about to trade for Jay Bruce. Um, so Jay Bruce, uh, will, I, 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 I feel bad, you know. Doubting this uh, hey, this person's this random person's sincerity, mm-hmm. but uh, it's an unconfirmed it, it report. It sort of strains uh, credulity. Yeah, why would why? It's not an even. It doesn't even rise to the level of an unconfirmed report. It's a random person emailing me. So, you know, they could. I don't know if you know about email, but you can. If you have someone's email address, you can email them anything. <laughs> Uh, so we'll, so we'll see. It's, it's worth paying attention to just cause what the fuck else are we going to pay attention to? But, uh, I'd love, I'd love for it to be right. And then I have, now I have a guy who maybe could get me some Jay's information. I would love for it not to be right. Mm-hmm. Um, for so one because reason. Jay Bruce is garbage. Jay Bruce. I, on my way here, I got off the streetcar and I, I had been thinking about this and I tweeted a joke about like, uh. I like Jay Bruce better when he could play center field and went by Colby Rasmus, which isn't fair. Uh, because Colby, Colby Rasmus yeah. is so much better than Jay Bruce in every conceivable way. In every way, Colby Rasmus is better than Jay Bruce. In the last three years, Colby Rasmus' weighted runs created plus is 117, which means that Colby Rasmus is a significantly above average hitter who is also a center fielder. Uh, your mileage may vary in terms of whether or not you think he's good or great. I think he would, to me, would be average. He's a very average center fielder. He makes the plays you want him to make. He's not super great going back over his shoulder, uh, as people would say. I would never, ever, ever complain with Colby Rasmus defensively as my center fielder. He is a uh, he strikes out a shitload, and he has a ton of power. He has he's look he's built like a, like a Houston Astro. They are all the same. Every guy on that team, except for that little midget kid. They strike out. They hit the ball over the fence. Jay Bruce strikes out a lot. Walks the same amount as Colby Rasmus. Uh, sucks in the field. Doesn't play center field and has <laughs> way less power. He is bad. He is bad. He's uh, set to earn this year. He's a free agent. He could be a free agent at the end of this year. He will almost for sure be a free agent at the end of this year. He's a $13 million option for 2017. $1 million buyout. Set to earn $12.5 bucks this year. Which is less than Colby Rasmus. Which is interesting because Colby Rasmus is way better. That's why he's going to earn more. He's a better player. Jay Bruce is a shitty version of Colby Rasmus without the ability to play center field. And what's Michael Saunders? Neither. <laughs> Neither of those things. But you're I on think, record. You're, but, not, you're, but the, you're a little the, skeptical of Saunders. Jay Bruce I'm is... I'm not trying to defend... I, I, I just like that we're even talking about this just because some random guy emailed me. But. Well, but Bruce's name comes up a lot because Bruce... Bruce he was, has, that's true. He's had some big years. But none of those big years <laughs> happened reason. since 2012. 2012, he was really good. He played on a good team in 2012. Well, right? What, I mean, it can only be like 2014 right now, so that's fairly recent. Jay Bruce, <laughs> Jay Bruce uh, had a really nice year in 2012 at the plate. 2013, he was um, 
he was not quite, about as good at the plate, a little bit better in the field, four-win year in 2013. Since then, 2014-2015, he's been well below replacement level, well below average at the plate, still hitting, you know, he had 26 home runs last year. But that's it. That's all he's got. And you know what the Jays need? Not that. They don't need more guys who can strike out and hit the ball over the fence. Especially if they're taking on money. They are taking on money. If, if but they're Saunders not because for, this isn't happening. No, but, it's not happening. But theoretically, yeah. But it is interesting to contrast, you know, what my perception of a guy like Jay Bruce, a guy who's been able to draw, take a walk, guy who's been able to hit the ball over the fence, guy who is not afraid to strike out. Compare him to Kevin Pillar, right? Pillar is not a guy who's going to hit the ball over the fence, really. He's a guy who's a good base runner. He's a guy who's, a, who's turned himself into a great outfielder. But he had some really interesting comments. Um, Arden, Arden's well, had a, you know, went to hang out with Pilar and his wife, I guess, and wrote a story about it. And he had some really interesting stuff about, about Pilar's approach. And, uh, you know, in, in addition to learning about his body via Jose Bautista and his acupuncturists, um, and becoming a better hitter. But he said, there's, there's, this a really telling quote. Like, let's be honest with each other about walks. This is Pilar talking to Arden. Mm-hmm. Uh, these guys aren't trying to walk me. I need to get that on the table. We always talk about walks, and yeah, walks are going to happen, but I'm up there to hit. If I get a good pitch to hit, I'm not going to sit around and try to walk. You know, maybe he should go play for Dusty. Callum Houston, who used to write for Mop Up Dude, made a good point. He's like, no one's up there trying to walk Muninara Kawasaki, but he managed to work good at bats and draw walks. Uh, There was a. uh, We have all seen pitchers. Uh oh! Better not throw a ball here. You you will walk this guy. Yeah, they do it anyway because you have to live on the margins, and it just happens. And if you have a very good Jose Batista like eye, or yeah. even not a ridiculously insane eye, Jose should umpire the All Star game. By the way, that would be awesome. I think I, I think that would be the greatest thing ever. But, uh, but I think yeah. what I, what I want to yeah. say though, uh, Mike uh, Mike Petrillo, who writes for Statcast, and he does. Post stories and, and podcasts for, for Statcast for MLB. Mm-hmm. There was a story he wrote about contact and the value of good contact, especially versus bad contact. If you're the kind of guy who's trying to put the bat on the ball a lot or swing at swing at balls, you sw- if you put balls in play that are out of the strike zone, you make a shitload of outs. There's no other way around that. Kevin yep. Pillar is good at contact, and we all watched the Royals fucking dink and dunk and slap bullshit hit their way to the fucking World Series. But you know what? You swing at shitty pitches, you put shitty wood on the ball, you are bad. And you make outs. And that is always my fear with Kevin Pillar. Bruce is the other side of that. Guy who's just sitting there hoping to crush a pitch. Contact is important, but more than just contact in and of itself, it's make good contact. Hit, see a good pitch and hit it. If you get a good, if you get a bad pitch, spoil it. This was the whole narrative of Ryan Goins, right? Where it's like, oh, he changed, it, he shifted his hands, and so he sees the pitch come in a little bit longer and has a better read on what pitches to actually swing at, and make you know better decisions and good contact on 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 those kinds of pitches. That's why people believe the myth of Ryan Goins being a not garbage hitter. Uh, it could be, and that's the thing with with hitting it. it it, guys change. They change their approach. They have a revelation one day. They had not Kevin Pilar apparently. Well, Pilar always hit. 
This is right? true. And, yeah. I, I, and the well, th- and that's the thing is that it's sometimes they say it's hard to get that out of out of people. It's like I've been successful doing it this way. This is the way I've got to be to be successful. I think that the value of good contact is a great proxy for ability to make good contact is batting average. Unfortunately, right? You have you you hit the ball hard. You're gonna have a you're gonna have a nice batting average. Yeah. Right. You see guys who it are is power one of hitters. The very few ways in which batting average is useful. Yeah. Yeah. But Pilar was always a guy who carried a nice batting average through the minor leagues because he was a guy that put the ball in play and hit the ball hard. Big leagues, it's been very different. He has been prone to flailing at pitches. It's almost the like the pitchers at the big league level are really fucking good. Ridiculously good. Yeah. But like, almost like better than the guys in the low minors and in double A and triple A. So I don't, I don't really know what I'm trying to say other than the fact that I don't like Jay Bruce. It's almost like Randy Wolf had that had a great year in triple A. Do you remember? Oh, man. And like, oh, what, what was the name of the guy? Remember the first year in Buffalo? <laughs> what was that fucking guy? The guy from Buffalo, the second baseman? Oh. Who was hitting 400? What was that guy's name? Oh, there was a guy. Yeah, Bob. What's his? Are Harrington? we doing, Are we going to do this every episode where we try to remember a name and people just like scream it? At people like the last episode when the two of us were going. Ramon, you said Ortiz. Yeah, you said it, and then we kept. Do going. you know why I said it? Because I had Russ Ortiz on the mind. <laughs> Russ Ortiz is a big dude. Ramon Ortiz was a skinny dude who blew up his arm and then was crying on the mound, and it was really difficult to watch. We don't need to talk about that again. We don't need to talk about that again. <laughs> At least we know his know. name this time. With Anthony Alford coming, with Dalton Pompey, who is a center fielder, and I saw, I saw Keith Law involved in the conversation on Twitter tonight, saying just that. I don't think Pompey's bat plays in left field, and I'm, I am tending to agree. That would seem to be correct. Also, uh, baseball prospectus, I noted this in the post I wrote about it, uh, you know, they at the at the bottom of their top ten list, they list uh, uh, top, top players 10, in twenty five or whatever. Twenty five, uh, Dalton Pompey number two behind Stroman, ahead of Sanchez, ahead of everybody else. I think Pilar's over twenty five, probably something to remember. Uh, also, about Kevin Pilar, but when they uh, trade him, it is important to remember that. <laughs> well, because the, they're anti semites, obviously, we already established that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I mean, no, Pomp- I mean Pompey. There's a still still a real thing. Uh, but I mean, yeah, I think you're also right. The the bat probably. I wor- that's why. I, the, but the reason, that, the fact that Pompey's bat doesn't play in a corner, that's why you go out and get Jay Bruce. <laughs> no, no. I want someone who can hit. I'll take my chances with Michael Saunders, and then if he doesn't, you know, play more than nine games, a year of Pompey in the corner instead of Jay Bruce. Jay. We, had ben, we had Ben Revere here last year, and it, and it, people loved it, and it was kind of great, even though he's kind of shitty. Give me that Junior Lake. Give me that. Oh God, Junior Lake. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, I think you, if you were Junior if, Lake and Darwin Barney, we're just. Uh, we're just like 2013 Cubs in it out here. If you, uh, well, you know, if, if you need to, <laughs> I, I, I think you could probably dumpster dive and find a better fit than Jay Bruce. I, I, I think you can, and I, I, I worry that that's true. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, I. <laughs> Especially when there's obviously some money. Like Will Venable is out there. I mean, Will Venable isn't signed yet. 
Sign Will Venable. What do you mean? Because the pitching staff is complete now that we've signed Gavin Floyd. I don't even know about this. I'm just... I just like... I must say... I want to trade Kevin Blair. I want to trade... This feels like a watershed moment, though, because it's like, I'm I'm finally okay with, like, okay, now let's sort of shit on some... some One move, Gavin Floyd, and one, like, bullshit rumor. But Jesus Christ, at least I don't have to be like, oh, please, please stop acting like, you know, Mark Shapiro ran over your dog, Dennis, for fuck's sakes. <laughs> I think that's about all the time we have for today. We've gone on probably too long talking about a trade that is not going to happen. But what if it did? One year of Jay Bruce in left field. The, it's not like the ballpark's helping him. I would, take my, I would take Michael Saunders. I would take my chances with Saunders and Pompey over my, uh, over Jay Bruce. I don't know. I, I, you, I've said it many times. I don't know that Michael Saunders is, is even good. Well, the- let alone... Healthy. Health is a skill. We even said that earlier. Yeah, but... Major key. Health. Yeah, but... They don't want you to be healthy. Jay, is Jay Bruce even good? He, he'll, be, he'll be healthy. He will... He will... Him and his salary will demand he gets played as long As long as you get... You, you're like, well, here we go. Here's 2013 Colby Rasmus. League average, you know, 200, 290, League average? I thought he was, like... I thought he was replacement level, basically. It's because he's shitty in the yeah. field, even though he used to be really good. Yeah. Jay Bruce had a great home run, though. Jay Bruce did it a walk-off home run to clinch the division for the uh, Cincinnati Reds, which is something you can't ever take away. Which has nothing to do with anything, but... No. He's from Texas. He's from Beaumont, Texas. Oh, it's just weird <laughs> that I knew that. I just feel like there are no, there's no other place in Texas that is a more Texas name than Beaumont. It's pretty Texas-y, yeah. Especially if you have a Texas accent, you say that shit. Next January, we'll just we'll do a a, a ranking Texas names. Uh, apparently, January lasts for like nine weeks. <laughs> you know, it, as a, as a, related to baseball, I was I was reading about Okinawa today. Okinawa, very nice, very nice. Uh, and I realized that Okinawa is famous for having people who grow, grow old. They grow very very old because they have a beautiful diet. They have, they're very active, people in Okinawa, and they have a very strong sense of community. They are very spiritual, and they work together, and, and they, they rely on each other, and they, they are happy people, and so they live long lives. Kind of mascots, though. Who? Okinawa? <laughs> no, You're racist. There are... Just talking about my boy Muni, his Cubs. He's Cubs. not from Okinawa, is he? No, I Okinawa is where... I doubt it. But Okinawa he's, a, is where he's the, a happy, wonderful person, and we're all for the worst that he's not... And he's going to live a long life, if that's the case. Okinawa is where a lot of the Japanese baseball teams do spring training, because the weather is beautiful all the time there. Which is another key. Oh, I really hope it's the Florida of Japan. No, but what it is, is there are these areas called blue zones around the world, where okay. people who live, they live very, very long lives. Where they have the highest concentration of uh, centenarians, like people who live right, to be yeah, yeah. 100 years old. And it's places like Okinawa and uh, Sardinia in Italy, and there's an island in Greece. And there's another like, inevitably, spot. when the oldest person in the world dies, they're like, oh, now the new oldest person in the world is from one of those places. Yes. Yeah. And weirdly enough, there's a, a town, I think it's called Loma Linda in California, and there's a there's a weird it's it's one of these blue blue zones where people live very very long lives but as it relates to texas name places (laughs) i every time you see i see a name of a place in southern california i can't help but picture vin scully reading that name aloud 
saying the name aloud. Like any of the names of any of the weird communities or or kind of towns or you know, these weird bedroom communities around L.A. Right. Anytime you see any of them, think about Vince Scully reading them. And your day is miraculously improved. I promise you. Because a lot of them are cool names, California names, everything's very Florida, or a very... Uh... It's a bit of a Spanish flavor, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if that means it's very Florida. No, not Florida. But it's great. It's great. I, Vince Scully is great. Baseball is great. Anyway, Temecula. <laughs> <laughs> is that what that, that was... That's where this was going? Escondido. Escondido's in San Diego. My, my grandparents used to live in, San, in Escondido. But all these places, all these places are pure, pure, straight-up Vince Scully fodder. And, uh, oh, like if you listen, just even if you listen to the street names uh, when you're watching uh, The People versus O.J. Simpson. Uh, they're, they're wonderful, yeah. They just roll off the tongue. It's the land of milk and honey. <laughs> That's it for this edition of Birds All Day. Uh, Jay Bruce is not going to be a Blue Jay. When you hear this, or ever, uh, because he's fucking bad. I'd rather they call the Astros up and be like, yo, give us Colby Rasmus for the year. You only got him for one. You're not going to offer him another qualifying offer. You, you might take it. I don't know. You seem to be of the assumption that Mark Shapiro and, and Ross Atkins wouldn't do something bad. Whereas I think a lot of uh, the Jays fans out there uh, think that they probably would. They would do something bad, but not something that's expensive and bad. They'd do something that's cheap and bad. That's like true. give Gavin fucking Floyd <laughs> a big league contract. His still name, don't get that. His name is Andrew Stoughton. My name is Drew Fairshurst. We'll talk to you next week, which will A, still be in February, and B, still be before spring training for the next edition of Birds All Day. <laughs>